Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Election misinformation safeguards and social media work fairly well unless the election lies come in foreign languages. Many of last week's Twitter rumors have come to pass. Twitter did lay off nearly half of its employees hours before asking some of them to come back. Twitter Blue actually cost $8 and not 20 but it's been postponed until after the election. And Elon Musk is concerned that advertisers leaving the platform is an assault to free speech. And Meta made some big bets on the metaverse, and we ponder if those bets were the right ones or if they're just several years too early. Got all this and more for you in episode 59 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Turkey Season is Among Us. Is anybody uh, hype like I am? I'm just looking forward to that week, not doing anything and just eating food. Um, I don't know if some people, you know, this is the official Christmas season, but I, I, I kind of wait at least till December. To claim that. So for me, it is a turkey season. You know, I am kind of excited about this holiday season because it's probably going to be the first time in several years where I've actually gone around and visited folks. I feel, you know, safe to do that to where mm-hmm. like last season, it was just very intimate stuff or, or last year, like last couple of years, just intimate stuff at the house uh, as compared to those big gatherings. But um I feel like this year I'm I'm gonna stop by, stop through some folks' house on you know on Thanksgiving, on the day after Thanksgiving, and j- just hang out with folks that I haven't really been able to do that with over the holidays for the last couple of years. All right, all right. Yeah, I ain't doing much. I mean, we we have a my mom and I have a tradition that we go to see the uh, Christmas show with the Rockettes at Radio City the day after Thanksgiving. So um, I don't think we went last year and obviously 2020, we couldn't go. So this will be our first year back in a couple of years. So So this is how we know this show has been going a a year, because I remember last year, probably around this time, you said that you were bummed that you and your mom weren't going to go see (laughs) the raw cats. (laughs) I I distinctly remember you saying that. So yeah, we, we, we've been rocking this show for a minute. Look so, at the tech jaw. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, before we uh, get into the stories, let me just remind everyone that um, the Tech John is supported by our patrons on Patreon. So, if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John. That is the Tech J A W N. We've got multiple tiers over there. Any which 
uh, earning one of those will get you access to our live stream and after party where you can actually watch us live stream the show and hang out with us after we record the show for a half hour or so and just talk about whatever. So once again, head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech John and sign up to be a patron and support the show. So y'all, it is, it is definitely, uh, you know, voting season. In fact, for most people who are going to be seeing this, they will be seeing it on the day that you're supposed to go vote. Uh, you know, you know, mm-hmm. what is it? tomorrow's the eighth. So that is voting day. So, uh, for anybody that's watching this now and you haven't made it, you know, ha- haven't decided to go vote yet, please go vote. Uh, but, um, with that, there is, you know, and we've talked about, uh, you know, misinformation with social media around voting basically since we started doing this show, but, the, these few stories that we've got in here are a little different. So the, the misinformation safeguards are failing to stop, uh, you know, or they're working actually, you know, fairly well, I should say, for most platforms, unless you're speaking a different language on those platforms. So if you're speaking Spanish, if you're speaking Russian, if you're speaking, you know, whatever language, uh, these safeguards are oftentimes not working and you're able to get stuff through. So I don't know if either of you had an ch- opportunity to look at it, you know, any of these stories, but, uh, it looks like, uh, YouTube who generally is fairly good with this is, is especially, especially horrible with, uh, you know, you know, misinformation coming through that is simply in a different language. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it, it sucks because I don't want to be the, the, the pessimist that says there's nothing we can do about this, but there's, it feels like there's very little, um, that can be done about this. Number one, because the platforms themselves don't want to make the investment in the type of content moderation that they would need based on the number of active users they have on the platform. Like for instance, Facebook only has about 20,000 mod- moderators, content moderators, period for what, two, what, two billion people on Facebook? Like, 2. you know, 6. it, and, yeah. Yeah, and it's so, so like the, the, the ratio there is so skewed, um, that it, it would be virtually impossible to get people that speak each of these different languages that know the, and then you get into, you know, English is one thing, but when you get into these, some of these other languages, it's, it's, it's language, but it's also dialect and there's slang, then there's, you know, called, there's cultural considerations in these languages that, that make them more complex than just using AI to look for bad words or, or false information and stuff like that. So it, like I said, I don't want to be the pessimist to be like, man, it ain't, ain't shit we can do, but it's, it's really, really, really hard to, it's hard to do it in English, much less trying to do it in some other languages. And it's user generated content. I mean, it's like, I don't know why we as users who generate this content assumed that there was going to be equal as many people moderating or policing the content in the first place. So we act surprised that, oh man, misinformation on the internet. You know how many people are uploading, contributing, commenting, contributing to the misinformation, whether it be just content in general, not forget misinformation, just content in general, a user, a, a service that is user generated content. The equal investment in moderating that content is not never going to be on par or never going to be one to one. It's never going to be it. So you, you just, like you said, you hate to be a, like a, it is what it is, but I mean, 
what company you know is going to take that much effort to actually do that, if possible? I don't even think it's possible. Especially when we still have Section 230. So as for as long as they don't have to be held responsible for the content on their platform, they're never going to make the type of investment that they need to in the moderation um, of that of that user-generated content. So, you know, that would need to change first. And then we could see, you know, how things could shake out if, if they could actually be sued or, or held for libel or slander or whatever. But, um, you know, until, until Section 230 is gone, it, it's not going to matter anyway. Now, one of the related stories that I saw this was that WeChat, something that is not heavily used in America, except for by the people that it's heavily used by. So basically, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of, uh, you know, our, our Chinese, uh, you know, Americans and folks who are here, you know, immigrants who they get, an, you know, an, you know, inordinate amount of their news through, uh, you know, the, through WeChat. Now, WeChat clearly in China is huge in Australia is huge. Basically where there are a large population of, you know, of Chinese folks, this is a ginormous platform, um, you know, unrelated, you know, this is what we've heard that, you know, that Elon kind of wants to turn Twitter into, uh, you know, who knows if that's going to actually work, but there seems to be quite a bit of uh, not just misinformation, but it's like, you know, here's who you need to vote for. You need to do this. It's not, I don't, I don't even know if you call it misinformation. It's like, here's what you need to do. Just it's like straight this propaganda. just straight propaganda you know, up on this platform. It ain't, uh, they ain't, ain't no ain't no myths about it. It's right. fake information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, uh, and I think uh, another big problem is just our lack of commitment globally to mm-hmm. digital literacy. Like that's not a thing that gets taught in schools. You know, we we give these kids tablets in second grade or laptops in fourth grade, but digital literacy as a whole is just not something that is emphasized or at least not I haven't seen it emphasized and 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 when these when these administrators call me into these schools to talk to these kids you know I can tell that they don't have that um that digital should to to able to navigate the internet of of awareness of how to differentiate you know fake news from from real news how to how to find sources how to research how to you know anything like that so you know that's another thing you know we we got section 230 but we also don't have a commitment to digital literacy here or or really probably anywhere um on the planet and why why would we expect that when the parents the adults on social right. media tripping up on themselves. Right. Exactly. So why, why are we turn around to assume the kids are going to have some sort of digital literacy because they just I grew know. up. They were born with an iPhone in their hands, right? <laughs> yeah. Steph, I know you can do seminars on digital literacy because you do seminars on digital literacy. Correct. But it's still, <laughs> it, it just amazes me. It's like you actually put that picture of your child out there. You put that video of your child out there. It, it, it's the thing is, it, it, it's not even like, you know, how could you be so, I don't want to say stupid necessarily or naive or whatever. I think people really don't, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a term that they've coined called perceived anonymity that makes people believe that you don't really, you can't really find them. You don't really know what they're doing online. They don't really 
And, and it's, it's that concept, but it's also the, the, the idea that people think, especially when they have a very small friend group online, if they're not following a bunch of people, if a whole bunch of people aren't following them, that that information is going to stay in that friend group, you okay. know, and, and it's just not. And it's hard to convince people until something bad happens that this information can go wherever it needs to go, wherever mm-hmm. it has the potential to go. It can go very, very easily. So it, it, it's a, it's a tough thing. And, and putting that genie back in the bottle at this point is, is damn near impossible as well. So I, I really wish I had a solution. Um, but until then, I mean, they, they keep it my bills paid, bringing, yeah. bringing me <laughs> to talk to these kids, but it, it, it's a really, really, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Her- Herculean uh, task to to try to reverse engineer digital literacy education to to adults and children. So br- bringing us back to the, you know just voting and and what's going on, TikTok parents is uh, actually suppressing get out the vote type videos. It's like w- w- what is the purpose of that? <sighs> Well, so I got a problem with this one because I've got a problem with TikTok as a whole. You know, the fact that it's, <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that it's owned by uh, it, the company is ByteDance, which is a Chinese company. And the TikTok that we see over here in the United States is totally different totally. than the TikTok mm-hmm. that they see over in China because, of course, communism. But in addition to that, it just seems like when you add that up with that, right, take that with a grain of salt. But when you add that into the story that I found that Rob is referring to, that the fact that there has been a study to where vid- uh, creators have created like a, uh, a little over a dozen videos. And in one set of the videos, they will say the words get out the vote. They'll say, you know, voting matters, you know, neutral stuff, not mm-hmm. vote Democratic or not vote you know, right or not vote, whatever, you know, abortion, whatever the case may be. They're just saying basic things. And then some of the other uh, videos were doing kind of like they wasn't speaking it, but they would put in the content, like in the uh, title, they would go hashtag go vote. Or hold up a sign. Right, 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 right. It seems like uh, some of the, 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 um, let me read this. Hold on. TikTok in which is creator uh, create, speak certain election keywords such as voting midterms and get out the vote received only one third as many videos as otherwise identical videos that do not include the spoken keywords research found. So it seems like TikTok is listening to these videos. And if somebody mentions voting, get out the vote, whatever, they're kind of, it seems like they're suppressing those. So I, I just thought that was interesting that it seems like. May, so I'll ask, I'll ask the question. Does TikTok in general want to continue to put out this kind of, I don't want to say non-educational, but they want people to do the funny dances and they want people to be mad at each other and they want right. people to, you know, get, you know, and not really, but suppress the kind of educational stuff like voting in general, you know, things like that. Or, you know, has somebody infiltrate, not infiltrated, but is, does TikTok have an agenda? To where they want people to spread uh, this biased uh, information about voting because they never mention in the story about, you know, the non-neutral voting thing like go vote red or 
vote your economics matter or vote inflation or whatever the case may be, those real pointed um, voting mm-hmm. things. Do, are they trying to right target it? Right. Is the word I'm looking for. Is it they're trying to do that or are they trying? Like I said, they're trying to suppress. Um, they want to speak up the, the, the pointed targeted stuff and suppress the neutral stuff to where it encourages people to vote for, versus us just talking back at each other like pundits when it comes right. to voting, you know, election season. If it wasn't TikTok, I might chalk this up to overzealous AI and the fact that they just don't want to have any sort of election chatter going back and forth. So let's just, you know, anything that says vote, anything that says hashtag voting, like we'll just get rid of all of it to to try to avoid as much conflict as possible. If okay. it wasn't TikTok, because it's TikTok, um, it would not surprise me if, you know, they were invested in trying to throw American democracy into chaos. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, honestly, like there there's no reason that they don't have uh, uh, an incentive to do that. So right. you, you can't stay with any certainty that that's not what they're trying to do. I try to give companies the benefit of the doubt, particularly man, when talking listen, about them on here, this show. Here you go. I can't do it with this <laughs> one. Though. Rob, I, I can't. I'm, I'm with y'all. on This okay, This is the company. Finally, I can't. Finally. I am. On, board, I'm being man. honest. It's like I'm trying to see the other side. It's like that makes me feel so icky to try to see the other side that I, I just can't do it in this particular instance. I'm like. Um, too many times, too many different groups of politicians on both sides of the aisle and independents have said, we need to ban this thing in America, not change a little bit of it, like get rid of it here within our, you know, within, you know, our 50 states and, you know, in territories that, you know, uh, you know, that we, that we have, um, like I was just looking at an, you know, I didn't know we were going to go here, but I was just looking at another article today. Uh, I'm not sure when it came out, but they were just talking about in the UK. One of the things that's about to happen is that, uh, the data for TikTok in the UK, I believe is currently held in Singapore and in Brazil. But now folks in China are going to actually get access to it. Now, clearly they have not said that for here. Because they don't want to get it kicked out of the country People here. People in China have access to all of the data. I, 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 I know that, but the, <laughs> I know that they have access and to don't it. Don't believe but, that. I have a bridge in Brooklyn. I'd like to sell. But you. they're about to say we have. They're about to let you know that we officially are now accessing this data in China, and I'm just like, eh. right? And not hiding it anymore. And not only. And not only that, Cambridge Analytica and Facebook and all these other things have shown them they have figured Americans out. Absolutely. And the way way to get to Americans is through social media. So Mm -hmm. why wouldn't they try to influence things? And I don't know what the agenda is, but definitely trying to influence things just to see how they can manipulate. Well, there's a I mean, there's a precedent. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The, the 2016 election is like there was a precedent mm-hmm. set and, and, mm-hmm. and we saw what happened. And, and so everybody's just like, okay, well, and then I guess this is the playbook. Bet. And, Bet. and right. we, right. <laughs> we keep falling for time and that's on us. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, TikTok is, TikTok is doing what, like, like Chris Rock would say, um, when he talks about animal attack, 
at animal attacks. And he's like, you know, a tiger's going tiger. You know, <laughs> TikTok <laughs> is going TikTok. <laughs> and I don't know why any of us are surprised about that. Yeah, you cannot get upset with tigers for eating meat. That's what they do. No, a tiger's <laughs> going tiger. And, and TikTok is going TikTok. Right. So, yeah, that, that this one was, was interesting. It's like, we just go suppress. If you say vote, show vote, let's just suppress that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. So, so y'all, last week we, we talked about the big Twitter announcement. This week there is an, you know, an abundance of Twitter news. I was on Daily Tech News Show last Friday. One of the things that uh, Tom Merritt, the host of that show, did is he actually went to uh, Reddit, created us, you know, they have a subreddit. And he basically just asked uh, the the listeners, uh, the audience, what they think about the amount of Twitter coverage they've been doing, because it literally it is just dom has been dominating the news for the last, you know, 11, 12 days or, you know, however long it's been since Friday before last. And the answers that came back are kind of. I, I kind of agree with him. It's like, you know what? It is tech news. You have to cover it, cover the news, leave all of the, you know, the, the crazy stuff that isn't necessarily news is just people reacting to the news. Let that happen on Twitter or whatever other social network, but you know, cover the news. So I think that that's probably good advice. We could try to do the same thing. So there has been quite a bit of Twitter news since we last talked last Monday. Uh, the first one is that Twitter laid off and we, you know, we had rumors of this, but they've now done it. They've laid off roughly half of its workforce. I believe about 3,700 employees are now no longer with, you know, the company. There are lawsuits coming, you know, all out of everywhere. When, when we look at how they did this, um, I, I'm not going to say this is the worst example of how to let people go in your company that has ever happened but it's it is bad it's like for a company that has this much um you know stature as far as people know who it is you know who you know this is like not just being covered on tech news shows this is being covered on the 6 p.m news like your local news is talking about twitter definitely the national news is talking about twitter but they laid off a bunch of folks and Hours later, (laughs) literally hours later, uh, my bad. We didn't mean to fire you. You need to come back. Mm -hmm. I know, Terrence, Mm -hmm. you stuck that, you stuck that in our discord earlier today. Uh, but that was something that was, you know, different. They, they, they laid off half the company and within hours, oh, my bad. We need y'all to come back. I want you before we even move into the rest of this news. I just kind of want to get your takes on how they are doing with these layoffs because it's, it's, it's messy. Well, obviously they're doing messy, but 
hear me out. All right. You know how the, the popular thing goes. All right. Hear me out. <laughs> you could attribute that to Twitter's growth up until now. Right. Um, the cre- the previous founder, uh, what's his name? Jack Dorsey. Jack. He kind of alluded to it as much. He put out some sort of apology yeah, in the wake I, of these saying that it's my bad. We should have grown. We grew, we grew too much. Right. So, well, the, the point I'm trying to get at is we, we, we know that Twitter does not make money. Right. We know that advertisers was not really buying into Twitter like that. And then as a result of Musk taking over Twitter, some of them have said, nah, we're going to put our stuff on pause or we're going to fall back altogether. On top of the rumors, the stuff that came out about blue checks and paying for it, it is clear to me anyway that Elon Musk is trying to figure out how to make this company profitable. The first way that most, if not all companies try to do to find some extra money is lay off people. So oh, yeah. must mm-hmm. must be in must, you know, they could use that uh, excuse going back to, you know, Stephanie, the excuse that Twitter grew too fast as an excuse as to why they need to chop off half of the workforce, you know, again, ultimately is to make money, but the excuse could be, well, uh, Twitter's too big anyway. So we didn't need all these people which come out to be not true because they turned around and had to hire some of them back. <laughs> uh, I'm so sick of talking about this. Um, I don't know if anybody listening or, or, or the two of you know who Lovey is. Mm-hmm. Lovey Ajayi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a kind of a cultural commentator. Um, mm-hmm. She had a really great thread on Twitter, actually, about just the idea of Elon Musk and, and his incompetence and, mm-hmm. and just that whole, it, it was, it was awesome. I thought I, I was like, I agreed with everything she, she put in there. I, I just think this man has no idea what he's doing. And, and it's, it's, if it's not obvious to people by, um, I'm not sure what it's going to, uh, for folks to kind of get it, um, it, it, it's a cluster. It's a, it's a it's a it's a cluster. I have to admit, I thought Elon was going to be Elon, but I thought the HR aspects, of all this stuff, that 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 actually would have gone down like you would expect a company of Twitter stature to go down. It is not. It it is different. No. Uh, so, like I said, they they laid folks off, and then within hours. My bad. We need you back. <laughs> and, and see, here's the thing with that. A lot of people are, oh, I wouldn't go back. Or I would try to hold them over this or hold them over that. It doesn't really work like that. When a company lays you off, like is, is one of the reasons why they're actually calling these, you know, layoffs as compared to just straight terminations or you were fired because there's all kind of legal ramifications to go with it. Number one, your severance package. If they call you back, your severance package can actually be, you know, at affected. Definitely unemployment. Um, unemployment is not there that, you know, a company laid you off and now they're calling you back, but you don't want to go back. They're not there for that. They're there that if you lose right. your job and don't have employment, that it's going to get you by until you can find new employment. Well, if the new employment is the old employment, you better get back to it pretty dang squippy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's that. So it's just like, it's just messy. It's just like and 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 it's Twitter. You know, them people was making good money working yeah. at that company. And they probably yeah. like they probably right. like the job or like the people that they worked with or like the environment or whatever. And they didn't want to start over from scratch, even mm-hmm. if 
Twitter, the, the right. way the the owner, who whoever was in charge, how it was being run, they didn't necessarily agree with that. And this was kind of like a them getting laid off was kind of like a, well, at least I don't have to worry about this dude, you know, but and then they get called back. It's like, well, you know, I have a certain lifestyle that I've been, le- been leading. <laughs> right. And my, my, my check-in, the way my, how does uh, Kevin Hart say it? The way, the way my, my check-in, check-in account is savings. <laughs> and when one's going to check-in, and I got to first move it over to right. savings. <laughs> you know, that when I, they got laid off, that threw all that out of whack. So it's like, all right, I need to get that money back. <laughs> it did. And I think the, 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 statement you made about what Jack said about growing the company too fast. I I think there probably is some element of that because I I just feel like they've been, Twitter is still a startup and I think they've been running it like a startup this Mm -hmm. whole time when Mm -hmm. at some point the grownups should have stepped in and transitioned this into a a viable uh, corporation. I don't think that ever really quite happened. Um, I think, uh, what's his name? Agarwal? Pray or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he may mm-hmm. have been trying to do that and probably was getting a ton of pushback from people within the company. So, um, I could kind of see, you know, Jack making that statement, um, because he's finally matured into some type of grown up and, and realizing that the company hadn't been run properly beforehand. But I also think he, you know, is still in bed with Elon Musk and and wants to give him an out for for decimating half their workforce. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that uh you know that we should talk about just as news is that Twitter Blue is not twenty dollars. It's eight. Still, I ain't even paying eight. So I don't care. So <laughs> I ain't paying. I know. I know you're not. You've already started making paying. your moves to, okay. to get out of here. But I know seven people. Um that I know well enough that I can ask them what they're doing. All seven have now said there ain't no way on earth that I'm giving them money for something that I had, you know, for free. Um, now that now, uh, it, during the conversation once it, but I can understand why some people would need to, like if you're a journalist or something like Absolutely. that, um, you know, I can understand it. But, um, so far everybody that I know well enough to say, Hey, what you doing on this? They have told me there ain't no way on earth I'm giving, uh, Twitter some money. Me on Instagram. I'm verified there too. So <laughs> I, I, I'll I, add I, me on the gram. <laughs> I guarantee you there are some now, not enough to justify him doing it, but there are some vain people out there who will pay that money just to be somebody. Even though that's not what it's for, even though, you know, he tries to, he must tries to make it out that people will pay it just to be somebody. Well, and then unfortunately, the what people don't understand is that that's not, like you said, that's not even what it's for at this point. At this point, it's literally just to make sure you are who you say you are. Mm-hmm. Not that you're necessarily a public Important. figure or a right. celebrity mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just to, to, to counteract the idea that there are a, a, a billion bots on that uh, platform that are fake and they mm-hmm. want to make sure that the people who are signing up are who they say they are. So it's not even, it, it loses its significance at this mm-hmm. point once you start making people pay for it. I mean, it, it, it is a necessary thing. That, you know, I've, I've always kind of, um, said that, uh, form to move to this type of model to eliminate the issues that they have right now around, you know, fake accounts and impersonating people and all the rest of this stuff. 
It's just that nobody's going to do it. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, I don't, I don't think you're going to get people to do it, but this actually is one way to, um, better democratize the platform. It will go a long way towards content moderation because again, once you remove that idea of perceived anonymity and mm-hmm. people can't hide behind those usernames, now you got to be accountable for a little bit more of what you say because you are verified and paying this $8. So it, it actually makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. It's just that ain't nobody going to pay for it. <laughs> That's the only thing. I'm like, Not I just enough. don't think he's going to get enough people. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get enough people to pay for it. Yeah. So, uh, one of the, uh, the uh, other things that I just, just as far as what happened, uh, with all these layoffs, uh, with all, you know, just the company being acquired, uh, they actually got rid of all of their ERG groups. So the employee research groups inside of the company. Now, this one, I can say this. That one I kind of expected because those were created when the company was a private, a publicly traded company. And he took the, you know, the, the, you know, the company private. It is his company now for a lack of better words. Yeah. We're getting rid of all of this stuff to where people could be saying potentially bad things yeah. because so this one is one like I'm not happy that they did it, but it's like I expected it. That one wasn't a surprise because I've seen that happen with many, many other companies that were taken private. To where, yeah, we're getting rid of all of that HR stuff or, you know, even though ERGs aren't necessarily HR related, uh, we're going to get rid of all of that kind of stuff. And then we'll let right. them be recreated in the new instance of the company as we know it. Um, the, the, the area I wanted to spend a little bit of time on is that last Friday, Elon, uh, you know, he did, uh, you know, a fairly long interview. Um, and the, the thing that, uh, you know, I took away from this, uh, number one, um, Twitter is experiencing a massive drop in revenue due to activist groups pressuring advertisers. Now I, w- I want to ask some questions on this activist groups pressuring advertisers. That sounds like free speech to me. Is that, is, is that a free speech type of thing? All day. Okay. So, um, that sounds like free speech. So Musk uh, basically has been quoted saying we've done our absolute best to appease them and nothing is working. This is a major concern. He said, casting the pullback as an assault on free speech. So I'm trying to figure out how do you actually get that people exercising free speech is an assault on free speech. Is it like, basically if it ain't making you money, it's an assault on free speech. And what has he done? He said we've done everything. Like, has he named that he's done? Well, he he, you know, he did that master negotiator thing and dropped Twitter from Twitter blue from twenty dollars to eight dollars. You don't that don't count. I, I just I don't master get it. Negotiator? I'm like, literally <laughs> not done anything to make this platform amenable uh, to to advertisers. But now, and to your point, Rob, now you mad because people are exercising the very free speech that you claim this was going to be about it. it, No, it doesn't make any sense. So one of his followers has has, has said that you should basically name all of the advertisers so we can do a reverse uh, boycott of these, a reverse boycott of these advertisers that are pulling their money away. And his response is a thermal nuclear name and shame is exactly what will happen if this continues and it's like, this is what your free speech is. This, this is, this, this is what the free speech warrior is for. If you don't give me money, I'm going to try to shame you into giving me money. And that's what I think it's all about. And how is that going to happen? Like who, 
it, 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 it defies explanation. And then you throw in the whole, I don't know if you've been following, um, Kat, the Kathy Griffin, um, thing and yeah. Sarah Silverman mm-hmm. and everything. It's, it's the same thing. It's literally the same thing. You know, these people are, you know, and, and I don't, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to get around it, um, with the whole impersonation thing, they're impersonating mm-hmm. me, and blah. but it's like you obviously know they did not change yeah. their usernames. They they only changed the screen name. They, we know mm-hmm. these aren't you. You're just mad. You're being made fun of, and right. and you're being a man baby about so it. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking at the whole Kathy Griffin thing, and I'm like, Kathy Griffin, that's the one you went to first, right? Mm-hmm. They, the hill you're gonna die that, on. That's the one you start with. The one the comedian who was going at you with her free speech and you decide, and you know that this is a parody. Um, Two things. Wow. Uh, He really think he bought a piece of technology and Twitter is a community and he's going to learn that quick, fast in a hurry. And number two, he knows that he paid way Way too too much. much. So Kathy Griffin started tweeting as Elon Musk. She didn't change her at username, um, but she changed her screen name. You know how you can just change your screen name whenever you want to, to Elon mm-hmm. Musk. And then just started tweeting like ridiculous stuff. Nonsensical. That, nonsensical stuff yeah. that he might say. He mm-hmm. got pissed. Well, he, she did it. Sarah Silverman did it. And then there was also some other male actor who was doing mm-hmm. the same thing. And they were all tweeting as he, if they were as him. If they were him. Um, um, he got, he got in, his in his feelings about, about it. it. And she's suspended off. Kathy Griffin is currently suspended from Twitter's platform. Mm-hmm. And he has made a statement saying, if anybody, gets caught impersonating someone else on Twitter, they will receive a permanent ban. No mm. questions asked, no warning before you get banned. You're just going to get banned unless you clearly indicate somewhere, I don't know where, that this is a parody account or, or whatever the case may be. So basically he's mad because they're teasing him. And because he can take his ball and go home because he owns the company, he's ready to take his ball and go home and just blow the whole thing up because he's mad because he's being teased. Right. Like, <laughs> which is the totally opposite of what he claimed he wanted Twitter to be. This is not free speech <laughs> absolutism at all. Like, not at all. So we can say the N-word, you know, 50, 11 times and, and it can increase 500 percent on the platform. But you can't tease Elon Musk and, uh, or you're going to get permanently banned. It's, it's just, it, it's such a joke. Twitter is such a joke at this point. I think right. I did actually get my, um, my download, my archive. I've got my archive. So I'm, 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 I'm going on ahead and deactivating that, John. Cause so, so I've been thinking about that ever since you said it, right? About uh-huh. what your, what your plans were. Okay. And. It's almost a, to me, now again, hear me out. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it seems like to me, like a microcosm of, think of, um, blacks in America, for example. There's half of the, there's a, a section of people, black folks, who feel like, man, America don't treat us right. Mm-hmm. We've been here for all these years. We helped them build this place. They don't show us no love. We not, we, we haven't reached the heights that we should be reaching. So as a result, we need to find someplace else to move. We need to go to Canada, Jamaica, Africa, right. South America, whatever the case may be. Cause clearly right. America ain't with it. Right. Right. It's another faction that says, yo, we helped build this place. So this we is staying. Am- 
this is a, America is just as much as ours as it is anybody else's. So we stand. We're going to fight the good fight. We blood, sweat and tears. We've lost right. lives. We've lost generations. We, you know, we still need to fight this fight. So it's people saying we fight, we stand. Right. I kind of take that. I'm kind of trying to uh, correlate that with the fight with Twitter. It's almost like, all right. We made Twitter out of nothing. The way we use hashtags, the way we reach Twitter, things, the whole nine, black to that came from the community. Right. And then Twitter kind of implemented that based on how the users utilize Twitter. So technically we, the users built Twitter. So we know Elon is crap. We know this is a terrible idea. We know he's just a big man, baby. We know he's just going to try to run it the way he right. want to run it. If we right. stay and fight, He's going to get fatigue and go away. Or then there's the other half of us that says, all right, let's go to Mastodon. Let's go to fan base. Let's find someplace else because it's not worth the headache. I don't think. But see that that it, well, it depends on how much time you want to spend, because right, right now I don't know that he's going to be able to find anybody else to buy this platform. Now, he can try to just try to take it public again and, and, yeah. and work something out that way. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have to start this process all over again. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that his ego will let him do that anytime soon. Um, so it's like in the meantime, what are you doing? And, and while this is a privately held company, it's going to be a dumpster fire. And I just don't want to be a part of a dumpster fire, like right, under right. any circumstances, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like I, I, I get, and that was a perfect analogy you made um, mm-hmm. about choosing to fight the good fight or just packing up and, and rolling out. Um, but for, for Twitter, it ain't that deep to me. Right, right. <laughs> so, I get it. You know, I get it. So I can bounce whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but, but yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. Cause like I said, it ain't going, it, it's not going to go well for Twitter for a while. Um, right. And so the question if you, is, if you hang there, you, you going to be in it, you know, with, and wading through the mess for, right. for, for a minute. So and I, I'm not willing it? to do that. Yeah. I'm not right, willing right. to do that. Especially, you know, when we've got other things out there, you know, like I said, there's no, and I think that's the, challenge or the issue that people are having they're looking for a one-to-one replacement to twitter right and right. you're not going to find it you're not going to no. find that no. you're going to have to if you decide we'll have to, to go leave, and build it and, and the same way we it. did with twitter yeah just go or, somewhere or, else and right take something else that's already there and kind of mold it into what right. we're used to or or maybe twitter has just Ran his course. Listen, the same it, thing with MySpace, just, Black exactly. Planet, all it, these it other w- ones. It would not be the first time. Okay, so this next story here, where we're uh, going to do a little bit of talking about Meta and the metaverse. So, my my question to you guys: Has Meta missed? Have have and actually have they missed big with the metaverse because they are getting crushed in every kind of financial way you can you know you can conceive. Uh, they posted a fifty two percent profit decline, fifty two percent profit decline. Um, it's a four percent year over year revenue decline and a twenty four percent drop in the stock price. So my my question to you, and we're just going to have a conversation about this: Is Zuckerberg's gamble on the metaverse? I mean, they changed the name of Facebook to Meta because this is how into the metaverse he wants to go into. You know, was this a big miss? And will Facebook, do you think Facebook's going to be able to recover from this? Yes and yes. Um, I think he's just five to 
even five to 10 years too early. Um, I think the metaverse will be a thing eventually, uh, but no one's figured out how or why yet in a way that makes sense for enough people to make it profitable. Um, he's just, yeah. And, and, and I don't, and Facebook just doesn't have money to burn indefinitely until it is a thing. Um, so yes, he, it's a miss because it's too early. Uh, but yes, Facebook will be able to recover because I mean, they're, they're still, they're still making money. You know, don't, don't let these numbers in this earnings report fool you. Facebook is still making a lot of money. Right. And something you said, Stephanie, you said Facebook may not have the money to burn and they may be 10 years too early, but this is one of the things, well, the little, the little props that I give to Facebook is a lot of companies are scared to, or frankly, just won't try anything new because they got to, they got to keep shareholders happy and they don't want the stock mm-hmm. price to go down and they don't want advertisers and users. They don't want, nobody wants to shake things up, boat. right? Yep. Rock the boat because when you rock the boat, that means you lose money, yada, yada, yada. That's a big gamble and companies won't do it. So I will give, uh, Facebook meta just a little, just a little bit of props for trying. Now what they tried <laughs> trash, not trash. Let me not say that. Uh, Stephanie, you, you hit the nail on the head. They're too trash. early. <laughs> <laughs> trash. Metaverse, just, 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 just a, a concept that is too early. I'm still on the, you know, back to the future. You know, we still have flying cars by now and hoverboards. We really? still ain't got that. We still trying to figure out electric vehicles, but you want me to step out of my reality and on some ready player one stuff. I don't know if we're there yet. <laughs> so no, we're not <laughs> here. Here's what I was thinking on this. Um, did Zuckerberg get fooled by what was happening in the pandemic? Because if you think about this, uh, Meta changed its name to Meta from Facebook about a year ago. We were really just a year ago kind of coming out to where you felt fairly comfortable to go be around people and stuff like that. But if you go months before that, schools were, you know, were literally kids were not going to school. Uh, you know, you know, everybody was working remote. Um, people were in the house, um, you know, pretty much all the time. So anything virtual, this an escape from being in the room that you're looking at those same four walls was like, Oh yeah, that this is, this sounds awesome. This is going to be great. And I'm thinking, you know, like I said, I actually put this in our notes. I'm, I'm just wondering, were you just, you know, were, were you a victim of coming out of a pandemic and thinking this was going to be way more popular than it is? Um, you know, to your point, yeah. Terrence, I think that uh, one of the things that Zuckerberg, uh, you know, is, is doing, he is basically saying and he's doubling down on this. I'd rather be too early than be too late. Um, he's, that's clearly what he's doing. But when I Which think. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Not necessarily a bad thing. It's costing them, you know, dearly on, like, on the stock price and, you know, you know, on these numbers because investors want to see, did you make more money this quarter than you made for me last quarter? That's really what the, the bottom it. line is that's for them. And, so, and, and not only that, to add, which, which makes me upset. Did you make more money than you said you was going to make? Right. Not- right. At more money than you made last year, because if you made more money than you made last year, but you didn't make as much as you said you was going right. to make, that was a negative. But right. continue. <laughs> so, yeah, so that that is that is a big part of it. The other thing I think when I think of virtual reality, I think that the bets that uh, that Meta is making right now are maybe in the wrong place. They, they are really going hard after 3D virtual environments to where, as you said, Ready Player One, you put a headset on 
on, maybe eventually a bodysuit, and you are in a new world. And I don't think that's where the metaverse is going to be big, at least not for, as you said, Stephanie, five to 10 years. I think where it'll be big uh, is augmented reality. Um, and not even necessarily 3D augmented reality. It could be two, you know, 2D to where literally I go somewhere, I pull out my phone and I look at something through the camera of my phone and I get additional information. Um, or I can, I can, I look at a t-shirt that someone is wearing. Oh, that's a cool t-shirt and lens brings it up to where I can go now make a purchase of that t-shirt that I see somebody wearing right there in real time. I see that being a thing way sooner than I see everybody's wearing 3d headsets and you're in these immersive worlds to where you're interacting virtually than you are, uh, you know, um, acting in, you know, in the real world. And that, like that's no one's told me this. That's just my opinion. And he's also, I don't think exploiting enterprise enough. You know what I mean? I think there are that's multiple true. enterprise applications for, for all of this hardware and, and, and stuff that he's doing. But yeah, and, and I think they are doing something. I've seen some commercials where they've shown like, you know, the, the doctor doing the surgery and all that other stuff. But I, I think that's where another area where they need to be doubling down on now, because that is going to get them at least some return on this investment until you get mass adoption because people just aren't going to be buying these headsets anytime soon, you know, in, in the, in the type of quantities that, that make it this household item. Like, and like even if VR headsets if, are not high household items yet, and they won't and, be for a while. And even if they do, I kind of chuckled at myself. <laughs> I can imagine a doctor trying to perform a surgery and be like, what's my Facebook password? <laughs> <laughs> How do I? <laughs> but they do. Um, they really, yeah. They he. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, they're they're gonna. To your point about Terrence about cutting cutting people to make your numbers look better. They they'll they'll do that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if they continue to keep making the investment in in this whole thing. Um, because I mean, have they come, have they come too far to go back now? Right is right. the is the question, and and I think maybe they have. I think they got to ride this thing out. Yeah, I mean they they spending billions of dollars, uh, you know, going at the towards very it. least they could have. Uh, I mean, there's other way. There's other applications like they could have really invested in giving you that sofa side seat to your favorite sporting event or concert or you know major. Well, that event. was supposed to be the whole point. And we but don't they, have it yet. They about face so fast to this whole virtual world. It's like, man, slow down, pump your brakes. We don't, we don't have, that was the, that was the whole point of NFTs. Cause now mm. you get this access and you'll be in your, you'll be in Decentraland, you know, partying with Snoop and all this other nonsense. And, and none of it's materialized yet. None and, of it's materialized. And, and I remember when we, you know, initially started talking about this, it all sounded really cool. I didn't necessarily think great. you should be changing the name of your company after it, but you know, it all sounded really yeah. good. And why did it sound good? Because I was tired of being in the house. So if you, if you can give me a headset yeah, to where the three of us are literally sitting in a lounge doing this show, uh, wearing these headsets, that's cool. But you know what I would rather do now? Let's just show up in the city and do it. 
with an audience. That's <laughs> that's way cooler. And I'm just well, wondering. Let's just hop on a platform like Melon and <laughs> we can see each other. We can right. interact with each other. Exactly. We can do all this. You know what I mean? It's just like there was already too much competing technology out here. Um, and now you want to try to make people go buy something extra and do something extra. You don't have the software to support most of what you want that hardware to do anyway. You're looking for mm. third party applications that that don't exist yet. It's just, just now you know, just now put legs on people <laughs> or right. pants right. or whatever. Right. I tell right. you what, crazy. when they uh, crazy. when they announced their new uh, when you know, I keep saying Facebook when Meta announced their new headset. I was like, man, that thing's expensive. And I felt like that until the very don't next week like when Apple announced theirs. One? Man, Apple wants like twenty five hundred to three grand for theirs. So it's like, it's like, whoa, who's going to spend that? Well, a lot of people will. Yeah, Apple puts it. You know, you put an Apple logo on it, you're going to get a lot of folks who are going to buy that. As much as the next person, but that is not going to. happen. But I'm like, whoa! It's like you're you're now talking about a high end PC, and the you know when you, when you think about the 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 metaverse, it can't just be. Okay, you, you got a household with six people in it. We're going to just share the one headset. Well, you can be in the world right now. You, you know, you got to be off in, you know, in a staging area. And then you get 12 minutes and now I got 12 minutes and now I got 12 minutes. And, you right. know, people are fighting. It's like, no, you probably are going to have to have multiple headsets. So I, you know, like I said, anything that these companies do first is going to be expensive, but I'm like, whoa, that's really expensive. In America, we don't even have the internet access to support this mm-hmm, on real. on a mass of d- adoption scale yet. Like the digital divide in America is still way too big. Too many people still have dial up. Too many people don't have you know high speed broadband. Like we don't even have the the, the infrastructure to support a uh, uh, metaverse. You know, living in a metaverse at a at a at scale yet. So, like the idea that you would do this without also now, and I think Google. I mean, I think Facebook was trying to do some sort of kind of Google Fi style uh, internet access in some other countries, but um, but we don't even have the infrastructure yet to 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 make this happen on at scale. So it's just like you you put the cart. Way before the horse, way before and the horse. You, you still got people putting on these headsets and running into their walls. So you got to do a little bit more work <laughs> before yeah. we get yeah. there. The headsets, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a video and I, it's going viral because it's, uh, it, it's funny and the woman doesn't get hurt. So you can laugh, but it's just a woman who's just walking on her phone. And I think she's in Las Vegas and they have like where they're doing construction. So they have like a, you know, a full wall. To, so you can't see the, you know, this construction, but they have the interior of what it's going to look like basically wallpaper to this full wall. So this woman thinks she's walking into the hotel. <laughs> she, I mean, she walks face plants right into the, uh, you know, in, into the wall. She didn't have on a headset. She was just looking at her phone. So it's like, I, 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 you know, I rue the day when you have kids walking around outside with headsets on interacting in a three dimensional world um, that I still don't I still don't even see it happen. I mean, we 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 saw spectacles. We saw Google Glass. We saw, you know, all these different things that have have come and gone. I I, I don't know that you're getting, you know, hardware, uh, mass adoption of a hardware of a piece of hardware um at scale for this kind of thing i just i don't know i just don't see it happening yep. 
Yeah. So w- one of the, the, the downsides to uh, Facebook's poor numbers that they've been having because of all these investments that they're making in Meta and, you know, and other things that are going on, you know, with the company and just, you know, the, the you know, the market as a whole is that they are rumored to be doing this week a large scale layoff. Um, I certainly hope they do it more humanely and more responsibly than what Twitter did, but they're not the only ones. Um, Stripe has laid off 14% of its workforce. We've been talking about Stripe, how you can actually now tap to pay, uh, you know, with your yeah. phone on Stripe. Well, yeah, they just laid off 14% of their workforce. And what they did was they candidly tell you the mistakes that they made. They basically, they flat out said, we, we thought that we needed to hire a lot of people during the, uh, the, the pandemic and that we were going to be in this spot after it that we simply aren't. And, you know, so, you know, so, you know, I don't, th- I don't want to say they said my bad, but they literally were apologizing for, you know, some of the, you know, mistakes that they made. Um, Lyft is laying off 13% of its workforce. Um, and even Apple, I mean, Apple is the darling of all tech companies. They're in a hiring freeze right now. They've got like supply chain issues over in China. Um, I believe that like China has actually imposed some stricter COVID um, restrictions that's causing them not to be able to actually ship the number of phones that they were, you know, were, you know, able to ship. So basically it's just a trickle down. So they are actually, uh, you know, in a hiring freeze as well. Don't know. They have, you know, I haven't seen any news that says that they're going to actually do any layoffs at Apple, but it is not a stretch to think that if you're doing in a hiring freeze, today that the next announcement could be that they might be doing um you know something else like i said i'm not hoping for that i'm not wishing for that but if you just kind of follow the you know follow the dots that generally is the next thing that comes so yeah this uh this downturn that all these big tech companies are having is is real i i feel like the tech bubble has burst um it, it was a great ride uh you know it'll come back around like 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 always but um but i think you know, the, the gold rush, if you will, uh, especially for that VC money has, has, has dried up significantly. And now while we are in this, this period that no one wants to call a recession yet, um, it, it is what it is. I mean, with inflation where it is and folks not spending money, that bubbles burst. And it's crazy how trickle, trickle down economics works when a company is no longer making the profits or not getting the money. Trickle down seems to work pretty good to where they're like, all right, we ain't making money. Uh, we can't hire people. Now we got to lay off folks. Trickle up. It never works in reverse to where companies making money hand over fist. So we can now, uh, give our employees, uh, triple right. their salary or give right. them all these, you know, it's like, oh, we up the, company, up the benefits or something. Yeah. Yeah. They'll never Anything. up the benefits. They don't never get, they, they probably do profit sharing and they probably give people bonuses, but it's nowhere in correlation with the percentage right. of money that they make versus right. when they're losing money, that number correlates oh, to the amount of people they need to fire. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They, they, they find it. They find the numbers quick, fast in a hurry, you know. So, uh, like you said, I mean, this is what happens. And like, like Stephanie mentioned, they don't want to call it a recession because if they call it a recession, people will really be like, well, let me save my money even more. Let me hold it a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to call it a recession because they want people to spend money, which is another gripe of mine. It's like, why does our society work only when the least of us spend the most amount of money? 
versus these rich people, when they get all their money, they figure out how to hide it, how to save it, not right. how to spend it. <laughs> right. Well, you know, um, this is a very political statement. Capitalism. This is a very political statement. But I'm trying to say it without saying it. We're, we're, we're generally okay with the least of us not having and, and you know, and, and basically struggling. But we have a hard time when the folks at the top are struggling. When is the only time that the richest people at the top are, I don't even want to say struggling, take but when they're going to feel something, when they're going to take a L, is that when people like mm-hmm. us are not buying their things at mass. Yep. That's the only mm-hmm. time. That's the only time they feel it. It's like you, you and want, they still make us feel it because they slash, uh, the employees and then we get it on the back end anyway. Like I said, Elon Musk is the richest person in the world. It's very difficult to make him feel anything. You, you know how you want to make him feel something? Everybody that's planning on buying a Tesla in the next six months don't. Mm-hmm. He'll feel that, but th- th- that, yeah. that's the level of scale. That you've got to, you know, do something. And when I say he'll fill it, he'll still be a billionaire and probably one of the richest people in the world. But he may he may move from number one to number 11. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm making the numbers up. But I mean, that's what it takes for someone like that, you know, uh, to move. And it's like, you know, like I said, we 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 tend to cater to the top. So we will inject, you know, we, we need money. We need people who don't have money we'll to spend out. the money we'll to make sure companies. that the people who have it actually are, you know, are, are going to be OK at the top. That is that is Rob's political moment. Um, I, I hate that I have to do that, but it was on my mind. So, um, y'all, we are. At, I do it all. I, I do it all the time. So both y'all right. do it all the time. I, you know, <laughs> but you, you know what? We are at that time of the show where we have to shout out to our patrons and i have to first uh the first shout out that we're going to do uh becky Cunt. i have to uh apologize because we went really long last week and when i edited the show out you know we we, we you know when, when we started going through it and edit in my mind we completely clean skipped over doing our new patrons until we actually were in the after party which most people don't see if they're not actually coming and watching that so i want to make sure that even though we shouted out in the after party last week we want to make sure that becky kung is uh recognized for becoming a patron of the tech john um also we have a new patron that um just joined this week by the name of peter storkey and so we want to give you your flowers as well for helping to support us. And once again, for anybody else who wants to support the Appreciate show, y'all. head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech John. That is the tech J A W N. We've got three tiers over there. Any one of those tiers, uh, you know, we really appreciate you, but they all get you access to our live stream, to our after party. Uh, two of the tiers get you access to an ad free stream, um, that you can download to your, uh, you know, your podcatcher of choice right from Patreon. So once again, head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech John. So with that, y'all, let's go ahead and wrap this show up. So Tech Life Steph, tell the folks how we can get at you. All around the web at Tech Life Steph. Holla at your girl. And you can find me all over the internet at Brother Tech. That's B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And I am on all things at Rob Dunwood. And we are at all things at the Tech John as well. And we'll be figuring out pretty soon if, you know, like I said, if Twitter, like we, we ain't moving off of Twitter, but if we need to move off of Twitter, we got to figure out where we're going. So we're just going to keep saying Let all things. Where we need to be at. But, you know, uh, stay tuned in case all things change to something, you know, you know, you know, minus one. Um, until we meet in a week's time, y'all. Peace.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.